All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode number four of the Brick Talk podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Brick. And alongside my lovely wife, Gabrielle Brick, on this podcast, we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, competing, coaching, life, relationships, interviews, and so much more. Today's podcast is sponsored by a whole lot of caffeine. Um, coming off the meets yesterday, Gab, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be doing today? All right, so today we are going to be uh, interviewing a gym owner out here in Grafton. We're at Grafton Barbell, and um, we're going to interview him on, like, the process, um, implementation, and, like, kind of what it looks like being a gym owner for so many years and what that looks like. So go ahead and get us started, all right? All right. All right, so we'd like to welcome to the podcast today, John Dixon. John, we're super happy to have you on. Thank you for inviting us out to your facility. Absolutely, man. Happy to have you guys here. You know, um, yeah, super cool facility out here. We've, not, we've been wanting to come check out the gym for a while. We know we know Troy um, from from bodybuilding from over at uh, at Old School. I met him a long time ago. I collabed on a video with him, and we've we've been we've been friends for a couple of years. He's a DJ in our wedding, mm-hmm. so yeah, we've been wanting to come out here. He's been telling us to come out here and visit. For a while, so um, we want to check the gym out. We are, um, you know, super happy to be here, and um, yeah. Um, okay, so let me let me get into my notes here. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm a little discombobulated today. Um, but uh, John, before we dive into our questions, wanted to give our guests a little bit of a picture, kind of about who you are, um, kind of the whole, a little bit of a background on kind of who you are, what you do and uh, what kind of your mission for things going forward. So tell us a little bit more about you. Um, you know, started off uh, being a personal trainer at World Gym back in the day, probably 2004, um, right when I got home from the uh, Marine Corps. Um, I did 10 years in the Marine Corps after, after high school. Um, started getting into lifting and fitness and uh, – 2006, uh, opened up my first gym, uh, downtown Elyria. We were a powerhouse gym, Elyria. Um, and then uh, 2009, opened up a powerhouse out in North Olmstead. Um, somewhere around 2010, I uh, got my hands on Berea as well. Uh, so at one time in my life, I was juggling three gyms. Uh, very stressful, very hectic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what I found was uh, owning more gyms doesn't mean more money. <laughs> in my life, it tended to create uh, less money and more headaches. So gotcha. uh, through the course of time, have downsized. I, I enjoyed my life uh, much more when I had one location and could focus on that. Yeah. And uh, But um, 2018, started uh, working out a deal to... Uh, sell my building downtown Elyria and relocate out here to Grafton inside the Grafton Rec Center. And uh, honestly, man, smartest, smartest move I've ever made. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we able to come out here and, uh, you know, not have a lot of competition, come to a, a town with just a great community. Their mm-hmm. response to the gym's been amazing. I, you know, couldn't. Couldn't complain about one thing when it came to the move of coming out here and starting over. Uh, very yeah. difficult to do because I had to kind of leave a lot behind, and it's scary kind of starting over again, sure. especially when you get a little bit older. 
Um, but yeah, so it worked out really well. We've been out here four years, and it's been great, man. So love Grafton. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know you mentioned that you did the Marines. Mm-hmm. How long? How long were you in the Marines for? And did, what did you do for a living before gyms? Uh, that was it. I, I went to the Marines right after high school. Really? Um, so when I came home, um, I came home early because my father was getting sick and he owned some rental properties. So really I came home to just kind of help him mm-hmm. get through that. And then, like I said, I started doing a little bit of personal training on the side mm-hmm. out at World Gym. And uh, that's kind of what I was doing. Yeah. Just maintaining some rentals and just trying to help him keep my, you know, I really wasn't sure what mm-hmm. I was going to do when I got home, to be honest with you, man. Yeah. I was just winging it. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, once I started, you know, getting into the gym business and, I, you know, working at the other gym, kind of felt that's something I could do mm-hmm. on my own and, you know, wanted to try it. And, yeah, that's really know, interesting. And, and honestly, man, I love the Powerhouse franchise and the Dabish family, and that's where my roots are. But, like, mm-hmm. it was exciting to kind of start over and rebrand and brand my own gym in a way and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, so were, you, were you into fitness big growing up? No, I started working out actually in the Marines. That was the first oh, really? time I picked up a weight or did anything. Really? Mm-hmm. Really got into it. I actually uh, did some uh, nighttime work at a gym on our base, at the Marine base. Oh, okay. Just cleaning and stuff like that. So I was you're just 19, kind of, man. So you're, you just, I mean? so you're just kind of around it a little bit? Yeah. That was like your first yeah, and got the bug, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just figured out this is something I want to do with myself and uh, was exciting to like maybe create a place where other people could get in shape and be live a healthy lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? That kind of drives me to yeah. help other people be healthy because, you know, without gyms, I mean, what do we got to do, you know? Agree. So 100% agree. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So a couple, of, like, follow-up questions on that, I guess. Like, so you were you were around a lot of different gyms before. You were in the Powerhouse Gym franchi- right. franchises. Were there certain aspects? Like, what did you take from, like, your background in all the other gyms, mm-hmm. the stuff you liked, the stuff you didn't like that you were able to bring here to Grafton? Um. I think a lot of things, well, you know, I think the gym industry itself has changed drastically, you know, sure. probably the last decade with, mm-hmm. you know, Planet Fitness kind of coming into the world and taking over. Yeah. And I thought what was important is um, for people, little guys like us to survive, you got to find your niche mm-hmm. and you got to go a different direction from them because you can't beat them. You're not right. going to beat that. So um, what I felt was it's important to maybe cater to the opposite of that and go more hardcore with people that are really into this, you know, we, we live this lifestyle 100%. daily, whether we own the gym or not, we would still do this and yep. live like this. Yep. You didn't have this podcast, you would still be powerlifting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. so it's like, I think, you know, a lot of gyms like that had to find a, a niche and just how we're going to survive the storm of them coming in and taking over everything. Cause that's what they do. Um, so, you know, I thought, you know, coming out here, I thought it was important to provide, like, a, a ton of free weights mm-hmm. where we can kind of separate ourselves and don't be a big cardio room, you know, be a, a, a lifter's gym. That's yeah. kind of what I want to cater to is lifters. And yeah. um, I think the 24-hour access is a huge advantage for people nowadays because life is so stressful. And mm-hmm. I think that gives people a an area where they don't have to stress on when, you know, we're going to be open and when, mm-hmm. you know, the gym's available. Um, and then, you know, we, we have like, uh, 
I don't push sales here. I don't have people calling you. I'm I'm just I'm here. And if you want to <laughs> join my gym, come on in. Well, I love you that. know, I mean, I, I'm not gonna hunt you down. I'm yeah. not. I don't do any of that, man. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm just. It's real easy here, man. You know, come sign up. We don't lock you into contracts. Mm-hmm. We just we give you the equipment and the access to take care of yourself and. It's worked out really well for us. I think the the less corporate you are nowadays, the more successful it. you'll be, man. Yeah, to yeah. Be honest. I definitely, I definitely feel the same. Feel the same way. I, as someone as who worked in corporate gyms, mm-hmm. you know, I started my I started my career in a fit, you know, like a FitWorks facility in mm-hmm. LA Fitness. I've worked, sure. I've worked around all the all the salesy stuff. Yeah. And I can say from a personal training aspect, the retention's a lot lower. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you're selling people who don't really want your product. Mm-hmm. They know nothing about you. You're cold calling them. Yep. Stuff like that. Whereas like in like a private, like when you go on your own, you know, I've always, I agree. The further you can distance yourself from being kind of like, like you said, corporate or salesy, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just has more like a natural feel to it. People are a lot more comfortable. And it's an easier sell. And you yeah. know what? I think those people, the retention's better because those people tend to stick around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're seeking you out, mm. right? They, you, you know, when you push somebody into something, yeah. it's easy for them to, like, want to get out of it. Mm. And I, when I don't push you into something where you came and bought it on your own, um, our retention with training here is really well because they don't yeah. fall off. They like their trainers. Um, you know, we work with people. I mean, you know, that that, that mm. corporate sales in the gym world's rough, man, especially training, dude. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, it's, it's, it's a battle zone. And, uh, yeah, so I've tried to get away from that. I think it's made a, a – a funner atmosphere at the club for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it, I think, you know, a gym like this, like I, I love it. I love this kind of environment. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we got the doors open, you got hardcore lifters in mm-hmm. here. It's an acquired taste for sure. It is. Um, and I think yeah. that breeds, I think when you come here um, uh, and that atmosphere is going on, I think it's. Uh, you know, it carries over to, you know, I think it's it's easy to come in here and be motivated to, like, get a mm. good workout and to get in shape because other people, that's what they're doing here. They ain't here clowning around and, yeah. you know, the socializing is at a minimal. You know, yeah. people are here to get in shape and get out the door, man. So it's, yeah. I think it rubs off on other people. Yeah, envir- environment's huge, right? Cause For sure. They, you, have the, you have the competitive bodybuilders around here. You got people, like, really lifting heavy weights. Like, people who've actually who've changed their lives already. So mm. people who come in here, like, like you said, it rubs off on them. You know, that's the ex- that's the expectation, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. Gab, I'm gonna turn it over to you now. If you've got a few more questions, I do have a few more questions. But we're gonna kind of flip over a little bit more. Um, I have some more questions about being a business owner, owning a gym, and then I want to talk about your facility. So mm-hmm. Troy walked us through, and this is a dope facility. So I love how like grungy the environment is Mm -hmm. there's just like something about that that is like so enticing i think if you're really looking to like work hard um because it really like tells the true story of like the kind of i guess athletes you have that come through these doors and then this facility is huge by the way i had no idea that's a monster (laughs) Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for the listeners, um, my description of this would be, I thought it was a church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it definitely looked like a church when you like drove up that mm-hmm. is now turned into a gym. And you said this was a rec center previously. Yeah, Grafton Rec Center. Yeah, it's yep. a very interesting, sh- like sh- the building itself, the way it's set up is very interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, and there are, there's a lot of like space and opportunity in here for mm-hmm. you to really build it out and grow. So I like the posing room. Um, 
definitely looks like a classroom, but there's a lot of mirrors in there, which is beautiful. Um, we just got one of those in our basement, and I just, yeah. What is Pos- posing mirror has been life-changing <laughs> down there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then we're sitting in, like, what would you call, consider this, like a rec area? This is, was like a, uh, a banquet room is what they were using this for at one time. So me and okay. Troy, this is kind of our, our break room nice. is where we hide. So, okay, so this is like a rec area. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got a lot of tables in here. TV, does the TV work in here? Mm-hmm. It does, okay. <laughs> All right. And then there was, there was like wrestling, like a wrestling area, room. Basketball court and was it was it racquetball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's like a lot. There's a lot in here. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. So I just want to tell you that that I really really like this uh, space that you have here. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see what it builds out to. Um, okay. So over the course of time, how many um, gyms have you owned in total? This is my uh, my fourth. Fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, the member rate now versus like when you opened this facility, what does that look like? Well, when we came here, um, you know, I mean, basically we're, we're, we really were starting from scratch. Um, but I did have some Illyria members kind of come with us because what we did, we did more of, um, a relocation is what I kind of called this move. Cause I mean, honestly, I was only eight miles from here, so. Um, uh, but, you know, we, we basically started from scratch and we're probably sitting at like, you know, 1400 members now. So if you look at it like that, that's kind of where we're at in four years and, you know, but, uh, you'd be shocked, man. I mean, you'd be shocked how many people still walk in this door and didn't even know a gym was back here and they live right across the freaking street for four years. It's just amazing how (laughs) some people don't even know we're here. And I I thought we were marketing well, so I don't know. (laughs) You know, so, you know, there's a lot of room to grow here, though. I mean, we're just yeah. kind of getting started here. Like, you, the building has so much potential to do other stuff in it. And, yeah. uh, and we intend on doing that. Like I said, I think we, we took a little bit of uh, space here to just wait till we got a new landlord here, which ended up working out to our benefit. We got a good guy that uh, owns the building, and he's uh, did some major repairs so far and trying to do some things so we could grow here. So, yeah, yeah the potential here is pretty good. And then um, if I'm, we're, we're going to like backtrack still to the then versus now. Um, when you opened up like your first gym, right? Mm-hmm. How much equipment did you have then, would you say, versus what you have like acquired now? Like what does that look like? Because I feel like that's kind of something like, you know, we're interested in mm-hmm. in the future, like getting our own space. But like what would be, I guess, like what did that look like for you? And then like what is like your suggestion as well? Um. Well, you know, when we, the very first gym, um, you know, I did it, I did every gym different. Um, I have did the um, go buy out a used gym that closed out of business and bought all their used equipment and kind of started that route. And then I've went as far as going through, you know, pre-core and life fitness and buying all brand new equipment and starting from scratch. So I've, I've did, you know, everything that you could do. Um, and 
smart ways. I've, I've learned all the lessons, good or bad. Um, <laughs> you know, but in in this world, what I would suggest is uh, always. You know, I, I believe gyms are like a destination place. So I don't believe in I got to be in this plaza where there's all this drive-by traffic because I've, I've did that before and that, mm-hmm. that don't help you. Um, you, you. You know, I mean, just like old school, it's a destination. You know, yeah. you, you wouldn't even know he was back there if he, if he wasn't so popular. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, find a location that's affordable, not necessarily um, – in the right place because if you have, if you offer a good gym people will drive to it they don't care sure. so find something affordable um you know keep uh don't get underwater with the equipment off the off the giddy up um you know it's it's hard to get out of a hole you know when you're depending on people to come into your business and and so i think it's very important that uh baby steps and kind of build as you go you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, start with this, and the, the members will work with you and grow with you. Yeah. You know, if you make them happy and that type of thing. You know, we didn't have all this equipment when we mm-hmm. first moved here. We'd buy a couple machines yeah. each year and add to it. Um, but I, I think it's important to not get too deep yeah. from the beginning because it's, it's hard to get out of a hole. I've yeah. been in that hole, man. It's very uh, stressful. So. Okay. Yeah, and you feel – so you- I mean, a situation like this, you're looking to attract the right kind of member mm-hmm. for the facility. So you're like not necessarily looking to compete by looking for a member who's concerned with having brand new equipment. Right. 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 You know, you're looking more necessarily for somebody that's like looking for the gym environment. Mm-hmm. And like regardless of the equipment's a few years older, mm-hmm. like they're still going to come anyways because it's just something about the place, right? Absolutely. You know? And I think a lot of gyms, I think the equipment sells your gym mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean and, and honestly through the years what i found out is the older equipment's better anyway yeah it lasts longer <laughs> and, and the effect i mean new equipment to me man yeah. it's it's a lot of it ain't no good man i mean it might be pretty mm-hmm. and sexy but it it you you know you're 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 more uh your lifters who are understand this world a little bit better they they ain't looking for that they're yeah. looking. They didn't want to come in here. They want to get dirty. They want results. Yeah. That's yeah. what the people are here for is results. So it's like, you know, I think the older equipment gives you that, man. Yeah, honest. there's less moving parts on a lot Absolutely, of it, right? man. Uh, it's not as clunky. I, I'm a huge hammer strength fan, man. Hammer I love plate-loaded hammer strength, uh-huh. man. It's steel. It doesn't break. Yeah. It's easy to maintenance, easy to clean, and there's no moving, you totally know, no agree. cables to break <laughs> or nothing. Like, totally agree. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you could stay. You could stock a whole gym with just plate-loaded equipment and, and kill, man. I mean, yeah. it's... You know, our basement. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't, yeah. I don't like cables. I don't like circuits. It's you know, that's, so yes, those are, are those, you feel like those are a lot more like maintenance in the long term. Uh, pain in the butt. Man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, is it expensive too to keep up with that? <laughs> to do what? Like keep up with like those machines versus plate loaded, right? Absolutely. Plate loaded just as a hinge. They're, they're so easy. They're they like I say, they're solid steel. They never break. Um, you know, the circuits and other are the parts of equipment. You got a lot mm-hmm. of maintenance to them. Everything's expensive, so yeah, it's if you can avoid that, that's you know, and even the Cardi machines, they're they're the worst. So there's a pain in the butt. <laughs> I believe that but you gotta have them. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. But they're they're the worst out of anything. So that's a great point. When was the last time you saw a hammer strength equipment out, like out of order at a gym? Never. Like I, I can't say. Can, yeah, you would really happens. have to do something crazy on one. Yeah, of like it, it literally does not happen. When we go, when we go to gyms, because we we like to actually travel to a lot of gyms. Yeah, like so mm-hmm. when we go to gyms. At, I would say hammer strength is one is one of the main ones that we really like, and no, then 
The old, really yeah, old, Nautilus. really old shit. Yeah, yeah. The really old Nautilus with the machines. aqua green pads. Yeah. Like, dude, but dude, that was the yeah. Cybex and all yeah. that. Those yeah. were the shit, though, Amazing. man. I mean, yeah. honestly, my first gym, there was a gym in uh, Strongsville that closed down. It was yeah. called Main Event. Mm. It was right by South Park Mall, and that whole gym was that old Icarian Nautilus yeah. brand, mm. mostly, and that was what my whole first gym was full of. Yeah. And I remember I did a huge equipment swap and bought all new stuff. And like six months later, I was so upset because it mm. wasn't as good. Like I was all newer and pretty, but yeah. we missed that old that old equipment. Those old angles on them, they're just good, man. It's just better stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I, I believe the older stuff you could find. That's why, you know, I, I think that's why old boy in Brook Park is so successful, man, is he's yeah. just known for that awkward-ass yeah, equipment you can't find nowhere, man. It yeah. is uh, it is definitely. Yeah, was... that Icarian hack squat machine, like, mm -hmm. I love that thing there. You know? Yeah. you know, everybody does, too. I wish we had another one. I know. You know, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, like, the most basic stuff, even mm -hmm. with, like, all the cool equipment he has. And you know what's hard? Now, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yep. you know, nowadays it's you know with COVID and people buying up so much shit for their mm -hmm. house during that. Yeah. Um. It, it it ain't easy to find old equipment no more, man. Yeah. Not not in working condition. Sure. Like you got to dig now, and mm -hmm. it's uh it's rough, man. It's rough. We yeah. tend to when we find something, we jump on it because it ain't gonna be there. <laughs> That's smart. Man. It's terrible. That's smart. Yep. <laughs> Yes, we started doing with the house. As soon as, like, like if someone hits us up and is like, hey, you want to buy, like, what was it? We had, like, some, somebody sold us a trap bar. We haven't even taken it out of the box yet. Right. But we're like, we might use it one day. But you but bought it, it just like, in case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, might, we might use it. I right. got, like, an Olympic barbell that I never used. We have so use. many barbells. I might use it. I don't know. We got, like, three barbells. But they're cheap, so yeah. I'm like, they're cheap and they're going to work forever. Yeah. So, yeah. like, why, why not? You yeah, know? we went we went on, like, a spree there, actually, because I was like, you know what? We may as well just buy up what we can for the basement for the house because then eventually when we do one day have our own facility we'll yeah. just transport yeah, absolutely but like we got we have like three barbells right yeah yeah our one about friend was like he yeah about one brand new barbell that one was new and then yeah. like our one friend he's always he is always like finding stuff and selling it mm -hmm. all the time and he was like i have a barbell i know you guys are definitely gonna want it we're like of course we will and then, like, I'm looking right now, like, we're looking for, like, the bike, and then I'm like, I don't even care what it is. I just need a bike that works. And yeah. then plate-loaded, I want the plate-loaded, the quad extension seated hand curl mm -hmm. because plate-loaded, and we bought, remember we bought all those plates? We bought, a like. Panic bought 800 pounds of plates. No, mm -hmm. 1,200. So 1,200? 1,200 pounds of plates. Yeah, 1,200. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. So we, we bought, like, a tree because we were actually going to go to a place out on the west side of Cleveland, mm -hmm. and he sells used equipment, and he was going to charge us $1.80 a pound. Per pound, I know. It's terrible. Yeah. We went, went we went to this other place out in North Homestead, and that guy was great, and he sold it to us for, what, a dollar? A dollar or eight? That was a, fun, that was a, funny, that was a funny story that day. This was right at the end of 2021 when, like, the COVID numbers were going mm -hmm. up again, and we thought they were going to shut everything down. So I was like, I was in panic mode. I was mm -hmm. like, I got a little bit of money right now. Let me go, go buy some weights so like at least like I'll be able to like sustain, you know, filming content mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff and at least training in the basement. Right. So we had like a deal of a lifetime on those plays because obviously they went up to like what, $2 a pound a lot of times. Yeah. Like during COVID more than that, depending on on the seller. Yeah. Right. 
and then yeah. don't have to have that shipped on top of it because that's uh -huh. what they. I tried to buy some bumper yeah. plates during all that, and yeah. I gave up because I was like, dude, the shipping. Yeah. I mean, yeah, phew, it's brutal. You know, you're paying per pound, and then they charge you that for the yeah, shipping too. So you almost got to go pick everything up. It's, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's insane. It's terrible. It's insane. Yeah. And I think I think I figured out Rogue was gonna sell us all new equipment for a dollar fifty two a pound. Mm -hmm. I yeah. remember that, and I was like, why would I go buy this used equipment when I can get brand new? <laughs> 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 yeah so oh my goodness um what made you want to open a gym in the first place like what what like was there a person or a situation like what's what initiated like the actual like that and then you were like swarmed in this is happening yeah well i was training at worlds at the time and I had a building downtown Elyria that had emptied up. We had a long-term, uh, there was a restaurant and a bar in there for years, and they ended up, you know, going out of business, and uh, the building emptied up. We had nothing to do with it, and honestly, um, I wasn't happy over there, and I just felt like after working there for a while, watching what they do, I just felt I could do that and do it better. <laughs> I to love be honest. That. <laughs> and I'll never forget the day it started going around because I had picked up a few people over there to kind of, you know, go into that venture with me. And um, I remember the owner of Worlds, uh, I was in a meeting at, in the office there, and I remember him just pacing like a tiger outside of that, that office waiting on me. And then I came out of that office, and he's like, so I hear you're trying to open a gym. And I'm like, you know, maybe, you know, one day. I was thinking like a year down the line and in a different town won't affect you. And he's like, here's your paycheck, man. Get out. Get out of the gym and made me leave. And uh, I, that motivated the fuck out of me to where I was like, I'm coming to get you now. Yeah. That's amazing. And I remember saying to, I remember saying to myself, I'm going to open my own gym, and I'm going to take all your members from you. <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> and you know what? I didn't take one from them. I remember this rude awakening where when I started really yeah. doing the gym and I thought and and even my good friends didn't even leave that gym to come with me. I was really stressed because you know what yeah. happens is when people go to a gym, they go because you probably located mm -hmm. somewhere that's easy for their life and it's yeah. hard to get pull people away from that. And let's Absolutely. be honest, World Gym's a big gym. They got good equipment. It's a good sure. gym. I just, sure. you know. So that was kind of my mentality, but what I found out pretty quickly is that that wasn't reality. Humbled real quick. And I, yeah, and I got to get <laughs> new people and start my own membership base, and, yeah. which made me smart from the beginning because I found yeah. out how you know um, difficult it can be to own a gym. So mm -hmm. right from the giddy-up, I kind of learned some hard lessons, but uh, that's kind of really what motivated me. And then I didn't have a place to lift, so then I found myself driving to get a workout in and that's when I started really getting, you know, it really fueled me to where I was like, all right, now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make it happen now, because now I've been kicked out of a gym where all my friends and family are, they're yeah. all still there lifting, I'm not allowed to, um, yeah. so I ended up in this little hole out in uh, on 254. I don't know if you guys ever remember a gym called a uh, River's Edge out there in, in Sheffield. <laughs> oh and, boy! Because uh, when I was at World Gym, we were still on 57. We were okay. out in Elyria. Okay. It was before he even moved to Cobblestone. Yeah. So it's I'm going way back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it motivated me, man. And that's you know from that point on, I really dug in and just you know man. found a way to make it happen. I turned like a 
old bar and restaurant into a gym. It was the building one meant to mm-hmm. to be a gym, but it ended up working out really cool, man. I mean, we yeah. we had a nice old basement dungeon down there for all the free weights and stuff like that, and ended up you know yeah ended up supporting my life for like fifteen years, so I that's can't a, complain. Man. It was fun. Yeah, sometimes when you're you know your back's against the wall like that, you get your best results, right? I didn't have a choice at that point. Yeah. I kind of painted myself into a corner. Yeah. You know, we really never meant for it to get around. We were going to do anything. I mean, we didn't even, Man. we had no plans at that point. It, it was, was just, just so it was just talk at that point. And he that's was like, it. he was like, go on me. That's insane. Oh. And that's Man. how protective dude was of his, yeah. his members. And yeah. Yeah. yeah we see that. We I see have stories. That with... I have stories about that myself, yeah. but yeah, that's, uh, you know, I mean, in the long term though, you're like, are you glad it happened that way? Yeah. Because that, otherwise I probably would have drug my feet and yeah never maybe got could, to it i could see that because it's easier sure. to talk about something yeah because it seems you know? so it seems so far away and then all of a sudden it's like right in front of you you're like yeah. okay i have nothing now yeah i have to yep you know? and then it turned into like going to yeah. the bank and getting mm-hmm. a loan and yeah and you know then you find out really because <laughs> dude i was going to the bank <laughs> looking for like 800 grand man and they laughed me out of the door i remember no. i went to three gym or three <laughs> banks downtown Elyria. <laughs> And all of them told me the same thing. They were all like, man, we can't. Don't put a gym downtown area. It won't work. We can't fund that. And every one of them turned me down. I ended up, my first loan for my first gym, here's how desperate I was. I signed over. I paid off my home, and I signed my house over for collateral. Okay. Wow. To start my first gym. Okay. That's what gave me hundred grand to go buy that equipment, do build out. Like, I, I like rest all in. my ass, dude. Went all in. All in. Love that. That's, That's how much amazing. he motivated me. That's he, amazing. He had me so upset. I went all in, like, <laughs> my house up, That's dude. Amazing. It was so crazy. But you know what? We yeah. paid that loan off and got my yeah. house clear and, like, yeah. through the years. But, you know, and then that funded another gym, which funded another. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was that. And, you know, I've never, like, lost a gym. I've always mm-hmm. basically built them up and then mm-hmm. sold them. Yeah. That's you know, great. you don't sell something when it's failing. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. wants that? Yeah, that's, yeah that's <laughs> true. Who, who's going to buy and give you anything for it? Yeah. You know, when you sell things, you sell them at their peak. So I found right. a way to, it's kind of a cool way to like build them up and then yeah. sell them to someone else who wants their own gym, stuff like that. And, you know, I'll do the same thing here one day. When I yeah. do, I'm tired of this in five, ten years. Yeah. I'll find someone to buy it. It'll be successful. They won't have to start yeah. over. They've already got clientele here. Yeah. All they got to do is yeah. it's turnkey come in and just put yeah. your own twist on it. Yeah. You know. Troy's pointing to us over here. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a great, I got a great question actually. So, as a business owner, as a gym owner, how do you strike the balance between like, so your back was, at, your back was against the wall at that point. You're mm-hmm. at you're at zero, right? At what point, how do you balance as like an owner, you know, between like being stubborn and being like, I have to get this done, I'm getting it done no matter what, and then being like logical about it as far as like choosing like a location. Like someone tells you like, it's not going to work to build right. a gym in that location. Right. At what point are you like stubborn enough to keep trying? And at mm-hmm. what point do you know like, okay, yeah, logically like that's, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Like where's there a balance like with that? Because well, business owners were stubborn, right? Yeah, yeah, and you you do got to be, you know, um, you know, honestly, when I when I joined Powerhouse, they kind of had me come out to Detroit, and uh, they kind of took me under their wing, and made 
made I learned a lot mm-hmm. on how okay. this works because yeah. this is different from every other business, man. It's sure. the gyms are you know fitness centers. They you know uh, they got to be treated a certain way. Um, but uh, I learned a lot from them just kind of when I was getting started. Um, and you know I you know in two thousand eight. Um, I was rookie of the year for uh, Powerhouse when we opened up North Homestead. So when someone recognizes you and that has 400 gyms, yeah, you know, I knew at that point I kind of I I was good at this. I knew what I could do, but also it didn't keep me from like making mistakes because I I won't lie to you, man. My North Homestead location, I lost a hundred grand out there, mm. okay. and it's it's a huge mistake, man. Yeah. So you you live and learn from them mistakes. Mm. Elyria, everyone told me it wouldn't work. I sold. Um, Hmm. 300 memberships the day that I opened up New Year's Day of 06. In those first two months, we sold about 300 memberships. Wow, that's we took amazing. right we took right off. What kind of marketing did you do for that? Word of mouth. Yeah, because it was like 2006. There was no social media. No social media. No. The internet was like it was around, but it wasn't what it is now. Obviously, I was like, using dinosaurs. I was using the newspaper, flyers, <laughs> all oh, that stuff. It was terrible stuff yeah. you would never think of doing no more. Yeah. You don't got to uh-huh. lift a finger now. You know, you don't do nothing. That People was old, do not that realize old. how easy to have it now. <laughs> oh, social media makes everything just so simple. Like back then, though, we had, yeah, it was yeah. old school, man. So it was it was guerrilla marketing. It was, I mean, yeah. But we took yeah. right off. And then, you know, I went and I opened up North Olmstead. I a whole different approach. Brand new mm-hmm. equipment, 300 grand in debt, brand new building, mm-hmm. the whole nine. Would and you ever do it again? No. <laughs> no. That, that gym was a life lesson, and yeah. I've I never did that again and won't. It's just, it won for me. And, like, I know other people that's doing it right now, and I, I feel for them because I know they're in debt, and I know they ain't mm-hmm. sleeping well at night. I know they're stressing. Yeah. I know. Because I know what it takes to, like, you know, my rent at North Olmstead, man, was fifteen grand a month. Oh, my wow. God. Just my rent. Wow. Now add on my utilities, my payroll. Sure. I mean, I have to break. I was I was at a point there where I had to make twenty five grand a month just to, break to make me a dollar. Man, that was just to break even. And dude, yeah. to do that for five years, the stress it was taking its toll on me, man. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't function, man. It was rough. Sure. Um, and good months there, we would just get by. So that's why um, I was excited to like sell that and move yeah. on. And, yeah. Swallow crazy. my pride and money and say, you know what, there's another location waiting on you. Yeah. We'll start over and do it the right way. And you know, you know, that that the location is just the most important thing with a gym. You gotta yeah. find you, you you can't go and bump heads with, with big corporate companies. Yeah. Um you gotta find a spot and then, you know, um it's, find something that's affordable and Yeah. So you're better off just getting like you're just better off just creating your own lane at that point. You instead are. of trying if it's like you know, do your research. So basically, like, do your research mm-hmm. of the area. Yep. The less around, the better. I'm assuming. Yeah, that. they taught me how to really like when you're looking for a market. You know, um, you know how to dig into that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it, it's there's a lot more to it. Like Grafton, what invited me to Grafton and made it make sense to me was like, all right, you know, there's there's no competition here. Um, Household income, what do these people do for a living? What do they make? Um, you know, what builds a successful gym is is your draft. Your draft sure. is the most important thing. So 
that's what makes Planet Fitness so successful. Mm -hmm. They don't have credit card machines in their gyms. They don't take yeah. your cash. They don't. They won't do that. Yeah. They want that credit card number or they want that yep. bank account number. Mm -hmm. Think about it. When you go to yep. Planet Fitness, that's all they ask you for. Yep. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they, they build that draft up every month so that yeah. they know what's coming in. They, they, they ain't worried about cash. Yeah. They You know, you, you want to build that draft up so it's higher than your bills. Right. And that's the trick to a gym, man. So, mm -hmm. you know, you come out here and you, you know what I knew what my rent was. I knew what it was going to take membership-wise for me to accomplish that first. That was the first move. And then after that, it's it's building it up. So, you know, you got something to eat and pay your bills with. And, sure. um so you got to build that draft up, man. That's that, and it's and it's hard to do now when someone's mm -hmm. doing it for ten bucks a month. Yeah, you know, it's they 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 ain't killing places like this because mm -hmm. people like us will lift in a in a garage. And we <laughs> yeah. don't care. If there's a machine. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, but they're not catering to that. They're catering to the everyday yeah. people that really doesn't do this for a living yeah. or really like this. Yeah. Um, they charge them ten bucks a month, so they know they'll never cancel. Mm -hmm. And that's how they grind, man. But yeah. when you think their business plan's pretty brilliant, man. It is. It, it is. It, it, it makes me nauseous, but they're yeah. good at it. It's I, good. It's, yeah. it's like smart. It's, it's hard, yeah. though, because I feel like we, ca we care. We mm -hmm. care. I feel like we care more. Yep. Yeah. And in terms of, like, that business strategy, yeah. like, they are really fully in it for the money, but these types, like. They own that, though. Gyms like this mm -hmm. are, yeah. like, they the true. They own it, They though. do. Like, but, yeah, yeah, but, like. They're not, like, they're not, like, painting a facade that they're a gym for hardcore lifters. No, in fact, they know what they yeah, are. They they're, know what they're, they're proud of it. Exactly. They're. Just like you're, just like yeah, just like your gym. You know, yep. you know, you know what your gym is, and you're proud of it. Yeah. So, like, really, it's just two different sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. But that's why, like, you know, a gym like this is going to stay. You're staying out of each other's way. Yeah. You know, they got their market. They know who they're. They know who they're talking to. They're talking to the people who are going to pay ten bucks a month and never use their membership. That's it. You know, and they, their like you said, their drafts are high, mm -hmm. and you're looking for the people who are going to be consistent, who are looking for like a hardcore facility to train. Mm -hmm. You know, because like when you talk, like certain gyms probably struggle. I've always, I mean, I'm new to business, but I've always been told. When you talk to everybody, you talk to nobody, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So that's kind of the same thing. Like they're talking to people who are intimidated, you mm -hmm. know, and then you're talking to people who are the intimidators, mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's it's very interesting. But yes, they're brilliant. I hate to hate to admit it, but I know. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> their business plans are really smart. I yeah. mean, I had a buddy who worked at. Uh, he helped open up that double decker there on Avon on 90. That's a big one. Yeah, that's the biggest one they built in the state. Yeah, um, he was in a camper while they were building the building and sold 3,000 memberships before they opened. So wow. you figure at 10 bucks a month, their draft was already a 30 grand before the door opened. And if you did black card, it could be up to 60 grand. Wow. And that's how that's how they operate, though. They just they're wow. all about numbers, man. That's and crazy. cram bodies in there, man. So yeah, I do have a question. So since you've owned Four gyms. What does that? What does like that overhead look like? So like, what is what has been like your average? Have it has it been all fairly similar for like you to cost to like re the rent on that space plus mm -hmm. overhead, or has it been really drastic? Like, um, it, when you are getting into um, commercial property and like getting into like these plazas and stuff that are owned by you know big companies um that's where you you can get yourself into a lot of trouble you gotta be careful because it's mm -hmm. like they they want those 10-year leases they want long-term leases 
Um, a lot of those companies, they'll build your gym for you. They'll build it. Build they won't out, charge yeah. you. They'll do all the build out. They'll build your. I mean, you got a good locker room is going to cost you fifty grand. You need two of them. Mm. I mean, yeah. they'll do all that for you. They don't care. They'll build all that out. But you know, along the way, you're still going to pay for it. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. what's going to happen is, okay, let's say your rent's five grand, but if we do the build out, well, now your rent's ten grand. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah you might not come out of the pocket up front, but you're going to come out of the pocket along the way, okay. and that's how they get their money back out of you. So. Um, they're just, you know, landlords want a good tenant, but I, I'm not a big fan of the big corporate plazas for a gym because I don't think it's a necessity. I think mm -hmm. you're wasting your money. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we, when, when I've been, like, looking, like, we've been looking at, like, building, like, there's that bank by our house. Mm -hmm. It's a bank, and it, it emptied yeah. out, and it's just so it's a single Sitting building. There, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, by itself. Yeah. And we've definitely Those are definitely a lot. Those interest me more because you could at least find a good, like, you know, what interested me here um on top of the location was you know was the landlord i think is important you okay. know who am i renting to you know this was an old man that bought a building he wasn't mm -hmm. looking to kill me and make a bunch of money he just wanted something successful um so that that enticed me to look into this um you know my building downtown o'leary i own that building so really i didn't have to go in debt when it came to the property but like i said when i got into berea north olmstead it was both the same landlord big company out of Akron they own plazas all over the all over the country um they, you know they're, they're not they're not going to be patient with you they're not gonna they, they don't care pay your rent so that's those how are, they are those are the know? ones that were more upward of like twenty thousand a month or whatever yeah mm -hmm. yeah you know I, I had a friend just open a gym me and him talked about this was probably in the last three years I was actually just getting this started so my interest was zero <laughs> um but I still went to the property with them and looked at it they had uh shut down a um uh late oh god what's the uh hobby store hobby uh, by the by, by the malls um no Joanne Fabric yeah wow. it was uh it was a you know one of those monster you know what probably uh 40,000 square feet. So me and him were walking through it and you know, they wanted 20 grand a month rent. And I just told him, man, I'm out. I'm mm. not living that lifestyle no more. And I, but as a friend, I'm gonna let you know, you don't need this. Go find you a little warehouse somewhere for mm -hmm. three or four grand a month. That's, yeah. And that's throw smart. equipment in here because that's your niche. He's a power lifter. Yeah. You know, you people, don't need- People eat that up. You don't need this, yep. you know, and the landlord did something smart. He cut the building in half and made two spaces of 20,000 square feet. And he mm. did end up taking one and moving yeah. in there. You know, but I, I know his life is stressful because yeah. it's, it's it's that nugget. It, it is just isn't a necessity. You sure. know, I feel you could find other spots and mm. do something on a much smaller level and be way more successful. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Personally, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of the gyms that we've traveled to, so... Um, we, cause we've gone to like, we traveled for powerlifting. Sure. So like we did, um, Atlanta. Yeah. That was a really cool gym. Atlanta barbell. Atlanta barbell. Mm -hmm. That was, it was a big space. Yeah. But it was by itself. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that was really nice. But like the inside, the equipment, they hardly had any equipment. Huge space. Mm -hmm. The gym was mostly empty. I think they're, I think they were pretty, they're relatively new. Yeah. But it was um, like, it was, it was great. Cause yeah. it was just like. One of my power lifters trains out of there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then the one that we went to in St. Louis, that guy, he was in a commercial space, like space. Fit City, yeah, they yeah. were. They're in a commercial space. Yeah, like in that like shot, like a shopping center, mm -hmm. and it was it was really big um, and nice. But like when we travel, 
going to like ones that are like in like we went to in Georgia or um the the that one in Columbus is a house. Shoot, what one what one is that called? I forgot which one. No, that was in Columbus, that was Dayton. Dayton, yeah. yeah There's Dayton. a couple cool ones down there. Yeah. But that like, was in Troy. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what they were called. That one's out of, it's literally a house that they mm-hmm. transformed into a gym. So like yeah. that's a cool vibe and I feel like I really am like more enticed to go to a facility that is was transformed mm-hmm. into something else because it has a lot more character to it mm-hmm. because you have to get really creative in these kinds of spaces to mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. it a gym. But yeah, and kind of like really like transform it out of what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it like kind of tells a story too because like you can really like see that. I know a guy he yeah. literally just uh you know, had a couple acres on his property and built mm-hmm. a barn in the back yeah. and literally put turf in it and equipment and he trains people on his own damn property. <laughs> amazing. You know, yeah. I mean, but little things like that I think are really cool where they found a way to kind of make that happen and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, and not have all that, all that overhead's really mm-hmm. rough, man, on you, man, when it's, it's so unnecessary. I just, I feel like just, yeah. not just with the times changing, but I also mm-hmm. think COVID, and all that made yeah. you realize. I just don't, I think it's so much easier and smarter to do it a different way. And like I yeah. said, since I did both, I can tell you from just yeah. uh, experience, man, that the, uh, yeah, cheaper cheaper is better, man. It just yeah. is, man. And I, I think people like us appreciate that more mm-hmm. and are, you know, more susceptible to yeah. be a member of yours rather than, yeah. you know, go join on any time or something mm-hmm. like that. That's I just, I think a lot of those days, they're so watered down. And, exactly. They're so expensive, and they just, mm-hmm. you know, think about it. They don't got a lot of a lifter's equipment in there. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know yeah. how their head's above water anymore because, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, so, yeah. You opened this, like, right, like, a year or two before COVID hit. I literally opened it right, I, when we got done and we were up and cranking, we weren't open six months and COVID hit. Oh, I was sick. How did I was that... sick because I literally just moved here and did all that so yeah that was it was there was a moment of what i had to get myself into <laughs> yeah. how'd, you, yeah. how'd you get through that it was a grind man it was a grind uh you know what we did we <clears throat> we followed the rules we shut down um no one was really questioning anything then i mean everybody mm-hmm. knew we were on lockdown so that's yeah. what it was um you know we still met up here every day and like just kept getting ready and like moving stuff i mean when they were starting to get nitpicky we came in here and literally moved every piece of equipment six feet apart Uh marked them because we were so desperate to get back open we knew there was going to be some crazy rules with it so we tried to get ready for that um that's pretty much what we spent our time doing yeah you know i took a bunch of equipment home was working out of home it was (laughs) terrible so Yeah, people borrowing times. stuff. Yeah. Hey, can I borrow 50 pound dumbbells? I'll bring them back. People yeah, going come nuts, get them. I felt bad for people. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, Troy, you took a bike home and stuff. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, we just winged nuts. it, didn't we? Yeah. We were winging it, man. It was rough. People were, yeah, people were going nuts. It sucked. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I, was, I was real grateful when they let us crack the door. And, yeah. You know, I know there was a lot of rules in play, but I didn't care. I didn't care if we had to wear a mask. I didn't care. I was just grateful to. So with those rules, open. were you ever, like, afraid somebody was, like, going to come into your space and be, like, checking off a checklist on a clipboard? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Does that ever happen? Um, no. I've never seen the health department. 
That's crazy. But we followed all the rules. There, and we, there I, were a lot I, of other I, I think, <laughs> you know, there was one day that we had some cars back here during the shutdown, and the cops just stopped to make sure we weren't open, and they were being cool. But I yeah. think they just seen cars and were wondering. Yeah. And uh, But no no health department problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I felt when we reopened, we we had a good plan of, like, trying to keep the place clean. and yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Just, yeah, because yeah, you didn't want you know my biggest fear was when we first opened was if one person gets it, mm. um, it scares everybody else away. Yeah, that's good. So that's true. you know we tried to avoid all that and make it as clean as possible mm. and play the COVID game. So so like when that happened, right? You you stop all your memberships. Did mm-hmm. everybody come back after that, or was there like the day deep- we were allowed to open? The day DeWine said you guys could open this day, we promoted it. I don't know, would we have a, maybe a five-day notice or something or whenever mm-hmm. they said you could open on this date? Um, we had we had like 270 check-ins the day we opened. That's Man. amazing. People were dying to get in here. I love yeah. that. People were dying to get out of their house, I think oh, is yeah, what it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they came right back full throttle and nobody mm-hmm. cared. Dude. Nobody, yeah. nobody. I remember going back to old school, um, <laughs> that first – the first day, whatever, whatever day of the week it was, when everything opened up, it was like, I never seen so many people so happy to be in the gym. <laughs> That's how it was. You know what I mean? It felt yeah. like it's it hard. It's hard to describe. It was like you're coming off of like a long like exile. Yeah. Yep. You know, and uh, I mean, I remember, I remember like walking around and being like, man, I got everything right here that I need. You know, to lift weights. Mm-hmm. If you're away from it for so long, like I want, I wanted to be under a bar so bad. You know, it was weird. Yeah. It was just a weird environment. It was like welcome home and stuff yeah. like that. You know, you either felt like you were on like a really long summer vacation or in, in jail probably. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like yeah. coming back to the real world. Yeah. It was a I think a lot of weird people time. had that vibe, man. Yeah. They were just, you know, happy to be able to come in and get a workout in and get yeah. out of the house. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you never take it for granted. I'm like, mm-hmm. you'll never take it for granted again. Nope. No. You know, that's the one, like. There's a couple good things that came out of that whole experience, as bad as it was for everybody, and a mm-hmm. lot of bad came out of it. But if you took it the right way, the perspective you gained, mm-hmm. you know, I spun, like, I always tell people, like, I spun my whole online business off of that because, mm-hmm. you know, we were shut down. I was working at LA Fitness. I was mm-hmm. picking up unemployment, which was not great money. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't have this happen ever again. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the world stops, and you start, like, questioning, like, your life, like, what's your purpose and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I got a lot out of it. I think a lot of people did, but, you know, if any positives came out of it, it's that perspective, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is the stuff you can't take for granted. I mean, being able to train hard every day and, like, mm-hmm. see your friends and all that stuff. Yeah. Make money doing what you love. It's, a, it's you know, it's really something you got to keep that perspective. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, too, when you lift on the regular, man, this mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, your social life, too, in a way. Yeah. You know, it exactly. doesn't mean you're in the gym bullshit, and it just exactly. means, but, you know, you mm-hmm. that, that, that everyday, mm-hmm. you know, grind was taken from us, and, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, but I think everyone was grateful to have it back, yeah. and, like, you know, took full advantage of it, but yeah. we never, I never had too many problems here where it came to, you know, people being worried about COVID to come back mm-hmm. to the gym. I think people yeah. were like, I'm, I'm getting back. In this it. environment, yeah. typically, it was pretty low. Yeah, it was yeah. funny, because... I worked out at I worked out at old school. Mm-hmm. I was already working out at old school at the time, and I was getting. I came back to work at LA Fitness, 
and like it was funny because I got to see the two different sides of it. Mm-hmm. Like people were freaked out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. You know, people were freak. People were freaked out, complaining all the time, oh, and they were doing their damnedest to keep the place clean, and it wasn't mm-hmm. good enough for anybody. No. But then over at old school, people were just like, "Man, I'm just happy to be, be here. here. Yeah. yeah, I'm just happy to be here. I'll clean. I'll clean the equipment. I don't care." Yep. It yeah. was. It was just funny that like the attitude difference between yeah. the two. Because you were going from one world to another, uh-huh. and yeah. it, it, you, yeah. you know, in LA, you were more in that hospital atmosphere. That's what it felt, that's what it felt uh, like. Gloves on and a that's mask, what, that's what carrying like. a spray bottle yeah. around uh-huh. with you all day. That's what it, that's what and it felt and you like. know what, though, yeah. it, it still wasn't good enough. Like you uh-huh. said, they were probably spending crazy money on cleaning, mm-hmm. and when you know, it wasn't good enough for I people. Still have, you'd still have people coming out to complain like yep. constantly. And I was just a trainer; I had nothing to do with management. Yeah, none of that. I had people come to me constantly. Yeah, this is. Yeah. This is not clean enough. Let's say in the regulation, I'm reporting you guys. I'm yeah. like, dude, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, crazy, crazy times for sure. It was wild. <laughs> so now, what is like the picture look like moving forward with this like space and environment? Because like we, when we were walking upstairs, what did he call those rooms? The two rooms with lots of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, basically what we'll do is, um, now, like I said, we uh, ended up getting a new landlord here. Um, you know, he, you know, I mean, our parking lot, honestly, when he bought the place, looked like bombs had went off out there. <laughs> there were, you couldn't even drive your car in here. You know, the roof leaked. I mean, um, so he's came in and made a lot of, like, major repairs immediately and doing things that, you know, on his end to... Uh, you know, provide a good space for us. Um, you know, moving forward though, we have a lot of uh, room in this building to grow. Um, so we definitely intend on emptying that space out. I know he's gonna auction off all that and empty it out and then what that'll make us uh, some room to kind of move some more businesses in here or grow the gym. I'd like to add some more equipment to the building. Uh, we already got a tanning salon up there with the beds in there and everything. We're gonna relaunch that and get it open. Um, get the basketball and the racquetball cranking again. And then, you know, I there's still enough space in here where I'd like to add some stuff to the building. You know, maybe a nice uh, nutrition store, something like that. Um, maybe bring a, a kids club in here and let somebody uh, watch people's kids while they work out. We got some space for that. Um, so I got some ideas, you know. I'd okay. like to, you know, definitely, you know, fill the building up, though. Because like I said, uh this area out here doesn't have anything like this, so I think the more fitness we could add to the building, the better. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, there's there's so much potential in this building. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So. so we'd like to add some more equipment and add some more, you know, little small businesses in here that I think kind of go hand-in-hand with wellness and fitness and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. Have you ever, like, have you guys ever worked with, like, having, like, a chiropractor on site or... I, I would definitely, you know, like to build some offices. I think that's something we would definitely like to add to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah get somebody in here doing things like that, whether it's, you know, therapy or massaging or, you know, whatever. You know, I think that all comes hand in hand with wellness. It does. That's kind of what I want to stick to here. I want to have the whole building kind of full of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. People people like that too, like, you know. They want to get it all. Yeah, to be able to have all that stuff available. One-stop shop, man. That's what I want to do. Have that all available under one roof. That's, like, fantastic. Yeah. You know, especially when you got a lot of, like, like hardcore lifters, like having like, I don't know, like massage in the same building. Mm-hmm. That's like amazing. And I think what also would be hot here is if we could get some type of small nutrition store that offered sure. like some meal planning and some things yeah. like that where, 
people can, you know, hey, I can get a lift in, go mm -hmm. upstairs, get my tan on, and then yeah. grab a meal and get back to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's yeah. kind of the, the whole vibe I want to have going on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. All right, I think it's it's time for the fun questions. <laughs> so at the end of all of our podcasts here, okay. we like to add, for like interviews, we like to add some like fun questions yeah. that can be like a little bit more quick answers. You don't mm. have to do too much elaborating on. But mm. so I'll start with the first couple. I know you're a gym owner, so you're, you're a busy guy mm. and have probably little to no free time. But in your free time, <laughs> what is like a hobby of yours that is not fitness related? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's so crazy because, like, I I really um, don't have one that's not fitness-related. great like, answer. You know, like, I mean, I love to, you know, I still love to play ball. Um, but, you know, I'm coming off an injury, so that won't take place this summer. Um, so, you know, honestly, uh, I tore my, uh, my rotator cuff, my labrum, and my bicep tore oh. in here uh, bench pressing about last Halloween. And I had surgery on uh, January 2nd. So I won't lie to you, my life is taking a quick turn, man. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Injury like that, having one arm. Yeah. Um, most of my time is spent here or at therapy. And then, mm -hmm. you know, outside of that, it's just home working on my house and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I don't really have too many uh, hobbies or habits outside of the gym right now because it does pretty much consume Cars, cigars, none of that stuff? Nope, not a smoker. I do, um, but I like, you know, I like to go out. Like, we went out last night and watched the fights and, you know, grab yeah. a beer and some food. That's probably my biggest hobby is just, you know, going and grabbing some drinks with the fellows and okay. go out and have some fun and try to socialize a little bit. So, Are you a sports guy? Big time. Okay, what's your favorite sports? Like, who's your favorite sports team? By far, Notre Dame football. Nice. That's all I care about. Nice. That's all I do. I'm okay. born and raised on it. I'm not a Buckeye fan. <laughs> Never have been. Born and raised here. <laughs> but, you know, I grew up going to Notre Dame games. My yeah. uncle played the linebacker for Notre Dame back in the 70s. So my dad used to take me to go watch him when That's I was cool. a kid. And, like, we've kept that tradition going. We go to games every year. You know, we'll go to the Ohio State game this year. Nice. You know, because they play each other, yeah. so that'll be huge that'd and fun. Be awesome. Yeah, it's a good time. But, uh, you know, but most of my friends, all my nephews, most of my members, they all are either alumni for Ohio State or whatever. <laughs> so it, it makes it very interesting being a Notre <laughs> yeah, Dame fan here. Sure. But, yeah, I'm a big Notre Dame guy. And then, you know, I love all the Cleveland teams, so I follow the yeah. Browns and all that good stuff, too. So Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Being a business owner, do you have any self-care recommendations? And I'm interested to get your perspective, especially because I feel like self-care is kind of like a like a female term, mm -hmm. feminine term. Mm -hmm. But what do you do to like, I guess like decompress? What is your like, what is something that you're like, I have to do this so I can like unplug my brain or... I mean, honestly, the the me lifting and having that taken away from me with this injury um, and getting that back in my life right now has probably been, that's my stress release, is okay. working out. Um, but then, you know what, um, when I go home at night, man, I try to shut the phone off and leave the gym alone and try to just mm -hmm. kind of veg and take care of my personal life. I got a yeah. daughter, you know, she's a cop out in Avon, so I try to spend as much time with her as I can. and. Yeah. Make sure she's safe, you know, we live in a crazy world, so yeah. it's like, you know, her having a badge has been a little bit scary for me, but 
you know, that's the life she chose. So <laughs> trying to support that and help her and, you know, so that's that's pretty much what I do in my free time though, is spend my time with her and yeah. you know, she's at an age where we can go out and spend time together and have fun, so it works that's out really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next question. So like as far as like tra- your training styles, mm-hmm. like you gravitate more towards like bodybuilding style training, heavy style like powerlifting stuff. What kind of what kind of training do you like to mix? I, in? I try to roll with the more into the bodybuilding. Okay. You know, I, I'll train with Mike a couple of days a week and work okay. out with those guys. Nice. So I kind of try to follow that pattern when I'm not with them. Yeah. Um, but you know, too, man. I after this injury, it's kind of really opened my eyes how quickly things could turn. So I, I yeah. got to change kind of the way I do things. I got to mm. kind of lift a little bit smarter. Yeah. You know, I probably will never flat bench again, to be honest with you. Understandable. Yeah. I don't think you really need it. He told me that was There's really unhealthy for me. And yeah. after this injury, I'll never yeah. lay on that thing again. Yeah. I'm going to be a chest hammer strength guy, man. Don't <laughs> guy. Yeah, stuff keeps you in the game longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you know, having this taken from me mm-hmm. and, like, having to, like, yeah. yeah, no, man. And I'm not healing as quick as I want to. So yeah. it's just made me go, you know what, I got to change the way I'm doing things. Yeah. So. I want to stick around. I'm, I'm looking for some longevity here, man. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So trying to stick around as long yeah, as I Yeah, and that's can. what this is all about yeah. you know, in, the, in the long term. Like Mike and I talk a lot about like mm-hmm. knowing like when to turn it off as far as like the heavy lifting and stuff goes. Because, yeah. you know, he's been able to continue his career as long as he has. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that just comes down to, you know, training, training smart. Yeah. You know? Like I'm over myself, I'm a power lifter. Right. And, you know, I go back and forth between powerlifting and bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Like the bodybuilding stuff takes a lot, it takes a lot less of a toll mm-hmm. on on your on your oh, the joints. Power lift all the stuff, on you, man. You're yeah, beating yourself it beats you yeah. up, dude. Yeah. So a lot of the old power lifters that I know yeah. from back in the day, man, they're they're not getting snap, around too easy. Snapped man. up, man. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough lifestyle. Yeah, you gotta know. You gotta know when to like. You gotta know when to like turn that turn that down and do stuff yep. that's more like, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't take such a toll on your joints mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. So. It's a young man's game, man. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, another ra- random question. Uh, what's your favorite, like, supplement brand? Um, You know what? Like, right now I'm kind of messing around with Alpha Nutrition. Okay. Um, You know, we got some Prevail that we do here. Um, So that's kind of how I'm rolling right now. Nice. I, you know, God, there's so many supplement companies yeah, now. Right. And mm-hmm. I just, when things... When it when it works, I kind of just stick with it yeah. Yeah. before no, they I'm ruin it. <laughs> yep. You know, before before Walmart oh. gets it and ruins it or whatever. <laughs> like I used to be this huge uh, Jekyll and Hyde fan, yeah, and, then when, and then I walked into Walmart one day and I seen they had it. And I just went, I "Oh stuff. my god, man, you guys ruined my favorite." That's when I usually stop taking that stuff too. I'm like, the quality must have gone down. That's exactly what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of times you'll come back. You'll like come back to a brand years later after they sold out mm-hmm. to like a, a big chain, and it's yep. the, pro- the quality just not the same. Nope. Yeah. But that's yeah. kind of how I'm rolling now. And then you know, I got a, I know a guy that does some. Um, uh, he used to own a nutrition store, but he kind of yeah. brands his own stuff and makes his own. That's cool. And it's just basics, just pre workouts mm-hmm. and proteins and stuff like yeah. that. But his stuff's like really, really kick that's ass, cool. man. So, that's awesome. yeah, you know, you're not going to get the. Uh, the labeling yeah. that you might be used to, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. it might be in a, in a glad bag or something, but, but his stuff's, uh, yeah, he does some really good stuff too. He, uh, actually works at the prison and a lot of the guards and stuff all use his stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, really so good cool. quality. That's man. awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So, you know, 
Yeah, next. Do you travel much with your limited free time? Yeah, I I do. I personally like to just maybe take a few days once a year and just get out and go away. Where's the coolest place? Um, I'm a beach guy, man, so I'm going somewhere where there's sun and beach, man. So I, I like Florida, Carolinas, anywhere. I mean, I did like Mexico, but, like, since COVID, I haven't left the border. and don't intend on it, so I think I'm going to stay here. That's smart. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I like if I try to get away, I'm, I'm going to try to find a beach somewhere and somewhere warm for a few days, so. Yeah. Okay. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And honestly, I can't give you one spot because I like to go to different places and try different things. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gab, I'm going to get to have you you take the next one, too. The next Gab question on the list. The the spicy? Yeah, spicy opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite question to ask. This is my favorite question, just so you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so be like as raw raw as you want here, right? Like I feel like this question really really shines the personality out of somebody, and I, I like it. So what is what is the spiciest opinion that you have that most people probably disagree with? The spiciest opinion. Yeah. yeah. So like what is it's like a really controversial opinion that most people might disagree with you on. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to stay away from politics. Okay, that's fine. Because yeah. everybody's so <laughs> yeah, we only emotional. Have a couple that's a good idea. Everybody, oh, okay. everybody <laughs> takes, I don't want to get into that. So, um, boy, oh, boy. Um, I don't know. I think right now uh, I'm really just because of my daughter. I'm really into, like, respecting the law and just I don't know I don't know I try not to watch too much TV but I just feel like our world's so difficult right now and Mm. everybody's just so takes everything so personal and it's you know everything going on right now I would just say you know I don't know I'm really into like trying to I guess uh wish things the way they were, you know, before. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Totally um, fair, yeah. So I, I think right now um, I, I have, like, this really hardcore opinion in, like, with with the way people are behaving and they, they treat our law enforcement. And, like, you know, I think with, you know, the most important person in my life being one now, it's made me realize, like, how important it is. Yeah, you know, that somebody, because really she don't have to do this. She has a degree from master's degree. She she chose to do this because she, like, wants to make a difference, and I just think that awesome. people should respect that. And yeah, It's kind of an important thing to me now. So, like, you know, I think I just pay more attention to stuff like that than maybe I wouldn't before. Okay. You know? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that so, makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. What is a what is a topic that you're passionate about teaching to the world? Ooh, yeah, just to take care of yourself, man. Be, if you ain't got your health, you ain't got nothing, man. So right. I I tell people all the time, man. You know, find find your fountain of youth, man. Whatever yeah. that is, you know, if it's a daily exercise, a sport, I don't know, find something to just yeah. keep yourself healthy, man, and take yeah. care of your damn self, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I just yeah. try to push that. Because, you know, when you think about this lifestyle we live, man, mm-hmm. it, it that's what it is. It ain't like, you know, we just work out and then the rest of the day spent. Yeah. You know, we, we live healthy. We do healthy things. Yeah. You revolve your whole day around it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just take care of yourself and be healthy, man. And, yeah. 
and you then... got your health, you ain't got nothing, man. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> Tell us, um, this is just like, so it's all in one place in the podcast. So for the listeners, um, if you had to give like a quick little market marketing spiel um, about the gym, the hours, uh, how does your membership rate run? Like, how does what does that look like for them if they're interested in coming out here? I mean, you know, we we're a, a full service gym. You know, we're twenty four seven. You know, I think uh, you know in this area we probably got more free weights than anybody. Um, great atmosphere out here, good membership base, people come in here with a, a work attitude and, you know, um, you know, we're right on Route 57, so we're easy to get to, um, you know, and, and like I said, we, uh, and, and you know, we're, we're producing results here, which I think is the most important word when it comes to a gym. Yeah. If you ain't getting results, obviously you're not doing something right, yeah. um, but you know, we got a lot of people out here making major strides. We got a ton of competitors out here, and, and you know, honestly, they all do really well, man. I mean, I just think we got a nice little niche of people that uh, can help you get in shape out here, man. From my basic trainers to people like Mike who want to get you competing, or yeah. um, you know, I think we offer a little something to everybody. Yeah. So, you know, I think every person can get something out of this place if they yeah. they come out and try it. Absolutely. So. And then. Where can our where can our listeners find and support you guys? Social media, website, yeah. any of that? Yeah, Grafton Barbell. We're on Facebook, you know, Instagram, TikTok. We got all that social media stuff going. Um, you know, we're easy to find on there. Um, you know, kind of Troy kind of handles all of our social media for us and gets nice. all that. And we try to communicate daily through that. Man, it's just kind of what the world we live in yeah. now. So you know. Yeah. Um, getting on there has been huge but yeah we're easy to find on there and yeah. you know if anybody ever wants to come out and try the gym out you yeah. know we got some week passes that we give away all the time when awesome. people come try it out and see if they like it before they buy and then you know um outside of that you know our gym memberships are real basic man you know we offered a lot of we do a lot of the pre-sale stuff and then we do a lot of the uh you know the drafting like everybody else so yeah yeah and then Troy was mentioning that you guys have an event going on later this summer. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So yeah, I think August fifth we're shooting for. We're gonna do a. Uh, we're gonna call it Barbell Fest, and we're just gonna try our. We we tried to do something like this before, and then it kind of, you know, took a turn with COVID. But um, uh, we're gonna do our uh, bench press meet during the festival, and just. Uh, Throw a day of you know events out here, have a little small expo, and let people just come out and see what the gym has to offer, and then you know let our members participate in this bench meet. We have a lot of fun doing it. Probably have it outside, um, and we just do it like an eternal event, just for the members to have some type of camaraderie and do something against each other. And you know we'll have some uh, some killer trophies. We try to yeah. go all out on the trophies and you know get <laughs> our cool. get our guys competing against each other, and you know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, Barbell Fest will be August 5th. Um, we definitely uh, intend on having a good time and throwing a good event. So it'll be awesome. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, so come check that out. Um, Gavin, do you have any parting shots, any more questions that you'd like to ask, anything like that? No, I am. I think I'm actually good today, but I did want to. <laughs> today. <laughs> I, yeah, today. Um, but I did want to say thank you so much for uh, letting us come out here and uh, interview you for the podcast. Um, so I'll probably I'll put this up today, and then um, 
We're going to go work out in your gym. Yeah, once yeah. you get a workout and try it out. Oh, man, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Yeah, so yeah. I just, you know, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we really appreciate it. And I feel like today I learned so much. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, and you know absolutely. what? I appreciate you guys coming out. I had a blast, and you know, um, hopefully, you know, this is the beginning of something good. Hopefully, we can do some business together here in the future. You yeah. know, regardless of what it is. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I definitely had a good time, and I appreciate you guys coming out, yeah. man. Yeah, I had a great time having a, learned a lot. I had a great conversation. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, all the listeners out there, thank you guys for supporting our podcast. We you know we took a little bit of a delay there, <laughs> and uh, you know, getting some stuff figured out. As far as where to uh, move things going forward, getting our guests lined up and everything. But, uh, yeah, really hope you guys enjoyed this one. We had a great time talking to John today. We're going to go check out the gym. We're going to go work out, enjoy ourselves. You guys can find us on Instagram. I'm at Brick Squad. I'm not going to spell it out for you. You guys know how to spell it now. <laughs> um, Brick Talk Podcast, Brick Squad Coaching, and at Jim Gab Pro if you're looking to coach with my wife as well. So thank you guys for listening. John, thanks for coming on today. We will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Peace.